1: you are my people. I love that you're here every week and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Guys, it's such a fun day. For the first time today, all of you are going to get to hear about my new book. It is called Find Your People. It has been a vision of mine actually for more than five years to build this content. But gosh, the timing of it couldn't be better because we're all coming out of a season of isolation and loneliness and we need each other. And so today you're going to get a little sneak peek into some of that content. And I had a chance recently to teach on it for the first time. And we're going to share some of that with you. But mainly, I just want you to go see the cover and pre-order the book. So you can go over to my Instagram at Jenny Allen, J-E-N-N-I-E-A-L-L. E N or my website, Jenny Allen.com. And you can find the links to pre-order it everywhere that books are sold. You can go to Amazon right now, type, find your people, Jenny Allen, and it will pull up. And you can see the cute happy cover because we need each other and we cannot do this alone. So go gather your friends. You're going to want to sign up together and read this with your people. It's a perfect time to reset and to rethink how it is that we're living and how it is that we have found ourselves so isolated. And I hope this gives you a vision. We're going to look at history, science, and unpack how we have found ourselves As one of the loneliest generations in our lifetime. So come on, join us, be a part of this story. Well, guys, this week we are talking about community. We are talking about relationships versus isolation. And I mean, it makes me awfully happy. And I have so much to say because this is the book that I have spent the last year and a half of my life writing, the last 4 to 5 years of my life living and I oh I am so excited for it to come out. It is finished. I actually just got a copy of it in the last few days that it's all laid out and beautiful and I cannot wait for you to get it because I believe we are living in a more lonely and isolated place than we have in a long time. It is called Find Your People. And we are going to do an entire season on it in the spring when the book releases. And hopefully you can form book clubs around it. We will have a book club guide to go with the entire season. And what I know is this is something that I am Continually hearing from other people. And it's something that I just walked through. So, if you don't know, we moved to Dallas four years ago from Austin, Texas. And while we did have a few family members here, we were basically starting from scratch with community and friendships, all of us, all six of us. And so, in that starting from scratch, I had to remember how to make friends. And I know that sounds so basic and 101, but I would say what I didn't know when I decided to write this book was that we would be in the middle of COVID as I worked on it. And I think it's releasing at a, at a season where a lot of us are finally out of quarantine and we are going, gosh, I need this again. How do I make friends again? Remind me. Because there is this season that we've been in where we've all been isolated from each other. And Hopefully that has narrowed your friendships and caused that inner circle to develop. But what the book focuses on truly is this historical approach. I mean, the research that we did for this book is extensive in the form of history. We look back at civilizations and how has everybody lived? And the bad news is that this generation, specifically the last couple but but especially this one with the internet, we are more isolated and separate from each other than we've ever been. We're more connected than we've ever been, but we're more isolated. Most people have lived in the context of a village all over the world. In fact, today, a majority of people and cultures live in a village. And what that means is they are around anywhere from 50 to 150 people. They know each other. They take care of each other. They share resources with each other. They don't move for the majority of their life. In most contexts, People live within 20 miles of the place they were born all of their lives. And so, wow, that is completely different from how we live. We move often. Many of us live in urban settings where we don't have 50 people that know us close by. We might have friends spread out across town that we have to work really hard to see. And so, the vision for this project was truly to build a different way of doing life. It would be building and recreating that village-like setting wherever you are. If you're in a small town and feel disconnected because you just haven't gotten to know other people or you feel hurt by people there, that's part of this project. But also for those of you that live in urban settings or suburban areas where everybody's spread out, there's a vision for that in here because you, what you, what what you see in relationships biblically and in the research is that there are really five things that cause relationships and friendships to thrive. And again, you can do it without all five. They're not all five completely required to thrive, but you better have three to four. So you can let go of one of them, but you got to have the others. So these are the five things. You ready? Number one, proximity. It helps if you live close together. It helps if you run into each other at the grocery store, if you can be in small group together and your kids are in school together. It helps if you work together. You know, Proximity can come from different parts of your life, but you need to be able to see each other. If you live 45 minutes apart, it's just going to be harder. You can do it without it. You just have to be way more intentional. So proximity is the first one. The second one is vulnerability, to be known and to know. You've got to be honest. You've got to actually let people in and and not put up walls. And then number three, and, and again, we look at different ways that this was easier in other cultures, but it's possible in ours, we just have to work harder for it, right? Like when I go to Rwanda and Uganda and I visit, most people live in huts and those huts don't have doors. And outside of those huts is places to gather. It's a small church or a water well, or they have to walk down to get water. There's no separation because... There's no doors, right? Like, the, and they all need each other for resources. So vulnerability happens. Uh, proximity is a part of life; it's a way of life. Number three is accountability. I also talked to people in all different countries and from all different cultures, and what I heard was that they were very known. And many of them had tribal elders in their lives growing up, or they lived in a place where every grandparent, you know, in that neighborhood is watching them and checking up on them and calling their grandmother when they don't obey. I mean, if you've ever seen In the Heights, it's fantastic musical and it tells a story of a neighborhood like this in upper Manhattan and it's just incredible like how the abuela takes care of all the kids on the block and she is their grandmother. And that's pretty common. Most people have generational relationships in their homes or for sure in their lives regularly. And so accountability is something that we've kind of lost in our culture. It's not a value anymore, but that builds healthy relationships because you actually have people in your life who tell you the truth. Number four is mission. And I'm not gonna get too deep into these because I want you to go read the book But that is something that is happening more naturally than you think. What I don't want this book to do is to cause you to feel like, gosh, I've got to go do all these things or change all these things. If anything, hopefully the book uncovers relationships that might be right in front of you and purposes that might be right in front of you that you can accomplish and probably are already accomplishing together and just puts a different frame and perspective around some of the relationships you probably already have. And then lastly is consistency. You don't quit each other. You stay. And that is probably the hardest one. I don't know. They're all they're all hard for me. I would say vulnerability is probably the hardest one for me. And you'll see that in the book. I'm pretty pretty honest about my own struggles with these things. But I have found as I've walked in these patterns of living, they are biblical and they are helpful and they are good for our thriving. We are not meant to live alone. It's the first thing that God said about Adam after he set him on the earth. It isn't good for a man to be alone. And so he gave him a helper in Eve and the two of them made a family and the family turned into a people group and the people group turned into a nation and the nation turned into what we now find our greatest place of community in in our day is local churches. And I know some of you don't, but it's God's plan for you too. And, and for you, it might not be an actual local church. It might be the body of Christ with other believers that are like-minded, but that is God's plan, that we would not live in isolation, but we would live together. The entire book of the Bible was written to people. Everywhere it says you, just about, almost everywhere. It, it actually says you all, or you guys, or y'all. <laughs> the translation is assuming collective communal living. And and we're not good at this. And COVID only made us worse at it. And so my hope is this builds a new way for you to view your life and a new way to do life, that the community would become part of who you are and part of how you live. And so I hope this encourages you. I'm telling you, like everything we talk about here, it's not that it's easy, but it is the way we're meant to live. And when we live into it, You know, when we live into the way that God has called us to live, we are most full, we are most satisfied, we are most closely able to walk with Him. I'm quite sure that I would have quit by now. What I do, if it were not for godly friends holding me up, encouraging me, praying for me, fighting for me. And just like that, we have to have those people in our lives that are surrounding us and supporting us. And it is so much easier to choose isolation, but it is such a sad way to live. It's so limited and, and we're missing what we were actually built for. We were built for relationships. God is a God of relationship and He built us to live in relationship. On February 22nd, 2022 to my new book, Find Your People, Building Deep Community in a Lonely World comes out. So guys, right now, wherever you are, go to Amazon, go to whatever place you buy your books, order, Find Your People. It is out for pre-order right now. It comes out in the new year. Whatever price is the lowest between now and then, it gives you that price when you purchase. So this takes all of us, right? It can't be something that I believe deeply that changes the way we do community. It has to be all of us looking at it differently and pursuing it differently and caring about it in a deep way. So go get the book, gather your people, read it together, because I think it's bonding to sit there and go, okay, find your people. I think you all could be my people. Let's talk about these principles and see if we could live these things out better in life. When the book comes out, I promise you we'll have all the tools here for you. We're going to have an incredible series and guests that will go along with the book. And we also will have a guide that you can print for free that goes with the book. So go ahead, you pre-order it, have your friends pre-order it. And when it comes out, it will be a big old party celebration here. And we will lead you along as you read it with your people. People are the best parts of life and the worst parts of life. They are the greatest joy and they cause us the greatest moments of happiness and meaning and they also cause us the greatest hurt and the greatest harm. And so it feels a little bit like sacred territory when I talk about one of the two things that's going to last forever, God, His Word, and people. If you look throughout civilizations, which I've done, I've looked and researched the civilizations that have lived on Earth. We are the most isolated, independent civilization. Something about the way we're doing life is fundamentally built on potentially the wrong values. And so while this project was conceived for me five, seven, eight years ago, the fact that it landed right now excites me because i actually think many of you are tired of living this way you want to live a different way who you spend time with will define your life next to what you think about the most proverbs talks about it again and again and again it talks about our counselors our friendship how how friendship is a gift that it is a a delight to our bones and that we really are not supposed to ever live without it Ecclesiastes says it this way, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil, for if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him, and a threefold court is not quickly broken. And if there's ever been a time where we're toiling, where we feel the bitterness of earth, it is right now, and scripture is so clear, you're not meant to ever do that alone. Our hearts were built for each other. Our hearts were built for God and then our hearts were built to experience God in the midst of community. It is not good for man or woman to be alone. Scripture talks a lot about one another's. (laughs) And the assumption of Scripture throughout the whole book is that that community is happening. It's it's not written in an independent culture or independent time. It's written to people groups that are living together, thriving together, the New Testament written to people groups of local churches and in local towns. What you see is a story that that God wants to write, not through us simply as individuals that love Him, though our parts do matter and, and He says that He knows us intimately, but through a people that love Him. But guys, we aren't living in local life-on-life contexts. Even Our former conversations that we used to have over coffee now are Zoom calls. So we've got to shift something about the way that we do life coming out of this. And my prayer is that the conviction in you, that I don't even have to drum up some conviction in you, that you're like, you know what? I do live lonely. I work out alone. I eat alone. I live alone. I go to the grocery store alone. Yet you look throughout history, you look throughout this book, there's no context for that. Life is meant to be lived together. And life is meant to be lived up close in people's personal space. Relationships, day in and day out, not scheduled a month in advance. Anxiety has crippled us as a generation, crippled us. And I'm watching the next generation and it's scarier than ours. And so what changes things? Let me tell you, it's people that fight for each other. But I need people that look in my eyeballs and do that not just call me on the phone. I need people that know me in real life and don't just see my Instagram feed. I need people that know the brokenness inside of me and know how to speak to it because they've walked with me for more than a minute in this life. So here's what I want to do in our last minutes together. I want to give you three steps to kind of notice who are the people that are already around you. Who stands beside you at soccer games? Who do you run into at the grocery store more than one or two times? Who lives near you? Who are the people you enjoy being around? Who are some of the people you actually share something in common with? And it may not be age, and it may not be life stage, but but they interest you, or they seem interested in you. And I want you to write those names down. And then I want you to go back over that list and and highlight 10 names of people that, that you can imagine investing in in a deeper way and going to coffee with or having a lunch day with or going on a walk with. And then number two, I know this one's the hard part, I want you to put yourself out there, quit waiting for people to take initiative toward you. They probably won't do it. And it's not because of you largely, it is because people don't take initiative. <laughs> And so we've got to be, if you want friends, you have to be someone that takes initiative and ask them to hang out, ask them to go on a walk, ask them to coffee, ask them to to spend time in your home with your kids, ask them to be in your life. And it can start with a really small invitation. Now, some of you are sitting there thinking, this is so 101, guess what? Apparently we need it because nobody is doing this. So yeah, we're going to start with some 101. And we're going to remember how to make a friend, because some of you, you never learned. We're all starting back over and, and trying to figure it out. How do we not live so lonely? Because the meaning, the, the richness of life is found in relationships with each other. Because we've got to get past the surface. We have to begin to see each other and know each other and understand what it is that we're going through. Because I promise you this, just like Ecclesiastes says, the burden gets lighter. When we carry it together, it is not good for man to be alone. And God built a different way for us to do this. And I also want to say one more thing. Some of you are frustrated with your churches, and I get that. We're talking a lot about that these days, and I get that. We care so much about local churches, and I know it's been a hard time for local churches, for all of us, right? And I would just say don't give up on it. We are the church. Church isn't a building, an institution. It's not a place. It's a people. And we are the church, and we need each other. And the the first and best place to find rich, deep community like I'm talking about is in our churches. And so invest there. Invest there. Initiate there. Serve there. Get your hands dirty so that we can live out the call of scripture. So we gotta figure this thing out. I would rather figure it out here. Why? Because one day it will be figured out. But while we're here, it's our love for one another that is going to compel people to want our God. And Acts, you see it, the church starts, all the people are saved, and they break up into these little house churches, and they take such good care of each other that other people want it in. I don't believe that that any other choices you will make outside of following Jesus will matter more than your choice to live in submission with intentionality and deep community. So let's not do this alone. I promise you, I know many of you are like, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. It doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Well, you know what, maybe post COVID it will because everybody's just so hungry for it. Try again. And if it doesn't work again, try again because I promise you someone Well, thank God that you initiated towards them. It's not easy. It's sure not clean and simple and feels good all the time. But I promise you, it is worth it. So God, I pray right now against the enemy's desire to kill, steal, and destroy relationships from the women that are listening, from their lives. I pray against the enemy's power that he has used to divide and to build walls of hostility God, would you tear them down? And would you use our love and our intentionality and our commitment to obey you, to fight for each other, to fight for little things like running errands together and putting our nose in each other's business and initiating when, when we've been rejected. God, those little steps that, that feel like no big deal, but yet change the course of our lives and build into our everyday lonely lives people, people to do life with, to love, to run with, to encourage, to be known by and to know? Would you remake the loneliness into connection? Would you remake the isolation that we feel into brave encounters and conversations that provide safe places to grow? Would you remake our our daily schedules and our life? Would you remake even the people perhaps that we've seen hundreds of times and just never talked to or, or have worked with for a long time and we've never been to coffee? God, would you remake friendships and relationships that that could cause us to not be so lonely and to love you more. Show us where to go, who to love, who to call, and help us, God, not be afraid to do it. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Hey, we can hardly believe that we finally get to talk about this exciting project that Jenny's been working on for what feels like forever now, and it finally gets to be in y'all's hands. It's her new book coming out on February 22nd, 2022 called Find Your People, Building Deep Community in a Lonely World. Someone recently asked me like, what is this book about? And I was like, you don't understand. This is just no ordinary book on friendship. This book is going to change the way that we look at building deep, deep community, in our lives for like the rest of time. It's going to change our culture and I cannot wait for you to read it. You're going to love it. It is the same, like, you know what Jenny's known for her, like candid, really straight to the point, helpful way that she breaks down scripture to show us what scripture says is the way that we should relate to others. So listen, if you feel lonely today, this book is for you. And even if you don't, this book is going to help you make even the friendships you already have even deeper. So go now. Don't wait. You can go to findyourpeoplebook.com and we have all the links in there to a bunch of different stores, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, christianbook.com and so many others. They're all available now for pre-order. And we have so many amazing things coming. Just wait for the podcast Spring of 22. Y'all, it's going to rock your world. So thank you for being a part of this team. We love you guys. We're so grateful for you and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Made for This podcast.